Welcome to the Suburbs. I'm Kim. I'm Juice. And, and this, this is Suburban, Suburban Pod. Pod. We're just two bougie Negroes trying to figure out how to express our blackness in white spaces. Follow us on Twitter at Suburban Pod. And follow us on Instagram at Sub underscore Urban Pod. All right, enjoy. Also, anybody tell us how you like the uh, the sound? I forgot to ask that. Yes, for please. quality check. Comment on yes. <clears throat> comment on our most recent episode. Tell us if you could tell a difference in the sound quality. We got some new shit up in here. Just trying to improve for the new year. You know what I'm saying? New year, new us and shit. All right. Um. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> what's up, Kim? What's up? Nothing. How's it going? Pretty good. How was your weekend? <laughs> Bro, this shit's dope as fuck now. <laughs> it was. Um. It was pretty chill, I guess. Uh, went to Camp Saddle Five on Friday. What was going on up there? Was it something specific? Nothing specific. Um, just re- doing a little casual after work drinking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, we had flights at Campus 805 and then... Ooh, my bad. We had flights at Campus 805 and then we went to Long Goose. Had a couple drinks. I've been getting into... like I know I've been on that whole sour kick. Yeah, you have. But... I thought I would have switched it back up yet, but I haven't. I've been drinking, uh, I think, Berliner Weiss. Is that how you say it? Mm, yes. I got to get my bougie-ness back up. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And for the most part, I just chilled after that. Now, I did catch up on a lot of pop culture yesterday when I was off. I finally watched Bird Box. It's not bad. <laughs> like, it's really, like... I thought people, we were going to not give in. Or was that just me? I think you were more adamant on it. But yeah. I don't, like, I don't... I'll watch stupid-ass shit just, like, for the hell of it. Yeah. Like, I watched The Adams Family last night just for shits and giggles. I mean, I don't see anything wrong with, you know, anybody wanting to watch Bird, but I just wasn't interested it, Especially because one of your crushes is in the movie. Yeah, I know. I just, I don't know. I just really wasn't interested in the plot. I mean, I feel you. Okay. So. Um, what did you do this weekend? Um, Friday, I stayed my black ass in the house. I actually went to the gym on Friday night. Mm. Yeah. Um. Saturday was cute. Saturday I got real fucking lit with Casey. Um, <laughs> extra lit. 
So, um, I got kissed by my crush too. So, (laughs) (laughs) so turn up for that. Um, that's it, bro. I worked per normal, per usual. I'm so out of the game, bro. <laughs> I mean, by yourself. Is it desired by you? I, I would like to be. Do you think you're you're at that point? No, but I'm at least thinking about it. <clears throat> it's going to be a while before that, but I don't want to be like, um, trying to go at the gentleman route mm-hmm. but that might end up playing myself but if i do then that's Listen, fine I had, to, I had to tell this nigga that he needed to go ahead and make a move so <laughs> lady, lady sometimes that helps <laughs> give me the green light. i had listened three or four times of him walking me to my car and he didn't try shit i was like nigga come on <laughs> hey sometimes man. i'm not letting you walk me to my car for no reason See, but that's a dangerous precedent know, in the Me Too generation. Yeah, like, I know. It's going to be a couple that's sheep. That's the shit that makes men feel entitled. Right. And it's going to be a couple sheepish uh, men now. Rightfully so. And he was, which I kind of appreciated. And I thought that was cute. Yeah. But I, I straight mean, up told him, I was like, you know, you can. <laughs> but, like, if you, uh, if you looking for a roughneck, I am not that nigga. <laughs> like, I, it's just... It is what it is. Beta male, whatever. I don't. No, I don't even. I can't even say I'm looking for like a fucking alpha male type, but he just needed some encouraging. Like there was obviously some chemistry there. So I was like. That's dope though. Hey. Teamwork. What's going to work? Right. Teamwork. Right. (laughs) Right. Because if both partner, I mean, both people are not willing participants, then that's just a no go. Oh, there you go. So, enlighten. Um, it's a lot of crazy shit going on right now. Gang, gang shit. Um, when we recorded last week, Alabama hadn't Woo! gotten our butts kicked yet. Woo! Oh my god, that was. Uh, mm. That was. Uh, Shout out to everybody who tried to come for me for not rooting for Alabama. I said this same shit last year when <laughs> when Bama was struggling and everybody was like, at least we root for y'all when y'all play but this in is true. bowl game. This is true. Uh, Alabama was shouting out Auburn after y'all so, finally showed up. That don't mean we got to return the motherfucking favor. Alabama See, and Auburn is a goddamn rivalry, yo, okay? bro. At all costs, period, in every circumstance. Keep we that, we ain't same we ain't got a root for y'all. Keep that same. And y'all energy. ain't got a root for us. Hell, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's no problem. It's ain't no, no problem. Ain't no problem. Ain't no Man, problem. I wish I had that sound bite. <laughs> that shit would have been dope as fuck. Um, but no, like Bama can't even say that that they didn't get their asses whooped. Like Bama can't. Most of the time, Bama can talk shit. It ain't gonna be no man. The refs was tripping on this man. That one call really fucked us up. Like be- y'all can't even say that. I mean, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, they kicked their ass, okay. <laughs> but that shit was like, this is how weird it is. I'm so used to, for the most part, saving pulling some shit out and them coming through in the clutch. You're like, all right, first first quarter. First quarter, all right. 
Like every, I think everybody kind of knew. Like, all right, second quarter is Bama. Like, Bama right. got it, and that shit never happened. Mm-mm. And everybody's like, "Oh fuck!" Clemson had their foot on y'all's necks. But that was such a weird fucking game. It was surreal. It just felt one, good to say y'all got beat by some uh, tigers. That dude looked like Sunshine from Remember the Titans. Sunshine, it's dope as fuck. <laughs> Somebody posted a meme and they were like, "You can't never trust a Sunshine ass nigga <laughs> on the football team." Bro, that that nigga is trill. And don't ever is uh, even more trill. Right. Don't underestimate the sunshines out here. But uh, you got a phone charger? Yeah. Oops. I got an assortment of cords. You got the brick. Yeah. Shit. Where's the brick? Uh oh. Okay. Great my phone juiced up while I'm looking at shit. But yeah. Uh, but yeah. And then that game still kept getting weirder and weirder because like then Imagine Dragons came out and who likes Imagine Dragons? That was all that was a like interesting choice. That was that was weird. Like, what the fuck? That was an interesting choice. And then Lil Wayne came out dressed like a warlock. <laughs> like, <laughs> that nigga, he's on that. I mean, he could be down here dressing like Keith Richards when we get older. He gonna be dressed like a pirate, man. <laughs> like, that shit. He took that rock star life for real. I don't quite understand. I mean, hey, it's, I, I'm a huge George Clinton fan. And George Clinton been out here wearing wild shit. I think celebrities just think that they can put on anything if it's designer. They more or less can, to be honest. It's just, I mean, who are they trying to impress? Who Lil Wayne really got to impress now? All of our asses. Hey, that dude. I mean, it's not going to affect his money at this point. If that's what I you're mean, he's already at. a legend at this point. He's already a weirdo. He's been telling us he's a, a, Mar- a Martian going on 20 years. And he clearly dresses like a fucking Martian. Yeah. But <laughs> who the fuck listens to Imagine Dra- Dragons? <laughs> like, that? I was mad. Yeah, that was interesting. You keep saying interesting instead <laughs> of terrible. That shit was awful, bro. Uh, yeah. Um. And then the game kept dragging on. And I was just sitting there, like, the next two quarters, just like, I can't believe this shit. And Dav on them put mercy on us because they could have they could scored a lot more points than what they did. I was at work and I just kept checking the score like, oh. But, uh. Oh. And then. Oh. <laughs> bro, the funniest thing that happened that didn't involve Bama was in the post game when that dude was like, if you want a coach that's not all up in the locker room, all on videos, come to Clemson. <laughs> Like the shook that shit. I was like, that shit was actually dope as fuck. <laughs> I ain't no Clemson fan, but that shit was legit. Yeah, y'all got put to sleep. Mm. Um, but yeah, that happened. And that leads us into okay, so Clemson won the national championship. And the national champion always has the <laughs> opportunity to go uh, meet the president of the United States. So, uh, 
he who should not be mentioned hosted them. Child. And uh, if you can call it hosting. Bro, you know how mad I would be to have to sit in a room with Donald Trump with cold ass McDonald's for hours. That's like hell. Like, like I wonder if they knew beforehand. That's what Doug said. Doug said it was like they forgot that that shit was happening. They were like, "Yo, a hundred of these niggas is coming tonight. We need food." I I wonder. I just wonder if they knew beforehand what the hell they were gonna be eating that night, bro. They. Because normally, like, at formal dinners, especially, like, presidential shit, wouldn't wouldn't they normally send out, like, a menu? Because they all do, like, they. I'm sure they got, like, formal invitations, like, the President of the United States formally invites you to the... The problem so is dinner. because they don't... they Because the government shut down. They don't have all the people to do things like that. So it was left up to the idiot to in chief. Emails? Like, Man, email? <laughs> you know what he should have done? Just said, y'all come back after. That I mean, it was no rush to have them embarrass themselves. But at least the one Alabama up there. That's the only silver lining. I wonder who got there and like went home. <laughs> like, was anybody allowed to turn around and leave? And they walked in, they just like. <laughs> Damn, oh. son, where'd you find this? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, like, I would be so mad. And the when you go in here thinking you finna eat good, and then it's like, some shit that you can wipe your ass with. What? It's shit that broke college students can afford. <laughs> right. Like, that's like the ultimate insult. It's like you worked hard, you beat one of the greatest coaches of all time with a team that was on track for being the greatest team of all time. And you get this disrespect. That is that is that is just mind blowing. And what is even more mind blowing is President. Sh- he thought that that was a good idea. Yo, that he nigga, thought he was doing something. That nigga had that dumbass smile on his face. Like he and was I, out there stunned. I was dying laughing since that happened last night. Like. <laughs> I've not laughed that hard. Like I would just, I was sitting in bed, no shit, and I just, just start busting out laughing, Have thinking you about seeing the memes, <laughs> bro. The one with Abraham Lincoln looking down on that nigga and being like, "What the fuck is this dude doing?" And then the one, no, but this one though, with the little baby crying and eating with his eyes closed. <laughs> That was so funny. That shit. <laughs> <laughs> that shit got me so fucking weak. Bro. That nigga Trump really is out here wilding. Uh, and then the one that said, this is what it looks like when you go to hell. And it's Trump smiling in front of some big man. <laughs> <laughs> Why is he cheesing like that? Like... That's still the funniest thing I've ever seen. And then, like, when they were describing it, I was just like, uh, I was like, where have I seen (laughs) this shit before? Oh, my God. And it took me a second. Let me see if I can pull it up. (laughs) I just cannot. Like, ooh. 
the ghetto child. The ghetto. Woo child. The ghetto. Like, that's the most ghetto <laughs> shit I've ever seen in my fucking life. Woo Chile. Like, I cannot. That shit start happening. This is section. Dear Lord, baby Jesus. <laughs> section eight. You. Hey, Deuce. We thank you so much for this bountiful harvest of Domino's, KFC, and the always delicious Taco Bell. <laughs> Bro, President Ricky Bobby out here wilding on him. That dude, that dude been old one lately. Like. He's been even crazier than normal. <laughs> like, did you see the thing where he was talking? <laughs> like, of course, the government shut down. Everybody fucking knows that shit. But that nigga Trump was out here wilding for real. Wilding out. Because. No Nick can. Did you see the one where he was, uh, <coughs> where he was, uh, they, they just had him up there talking when he went to visit that town on the border. And he was talking about how uh, people drive over the border with souped up cars. and For a thousand years or more, human trafficking, a phenomena that has been going on for a thousand years or more, and that you think uh, was something that modern society wouldn't have. And I hate to tell you that because of the Internet, it's worse than ever before. (laughs) Human trafficking, it's a horrible thing. And much of it comes, it's a world problem, not a U.S. problem only. And they come across the border, and it's a, it's a bad thing. And they drive. They just go where there's no security, where you don't even know the difference between Mexico and the United States. There's no line of demarcation. They just go out, and where there's no fencing or walls of any kind, they just make a left into the United <coughs> States, and they come Make in a left, huh? <laughs> Women tied up. Let's hit United States Boulevard. Electrical tape, usually blue tape. They call Talk about it. women being tied up. It's powerful stuff, not good. <laughs> and now he's talking about three, tape. Four, Wait, five of them in vans, or three of them in back seats of. <laughs> call it. of any kind. They just make a left into the United States, the and they part. come in, and they have women tied up. They have tape over their mouths, <laughs> electrical tape, usually blue tape. They call it. Powerful stuff, not good. Powerful stuff. And they have three, four, five of them in vans, or three of them in back seats of cars. And they just drive right in. They don't go through your points of entry. They go right through. <coughs> and if we had a a barrier of any kind, a powerful barrier, whether Ciao. it's steel or concrete, Ciao. if we had a barrier, they wouldn't be able to make that turn. And they wouldn't even bother trying. Because they can't go through the points with people. So we would stop that cold. We would stop it cold. And they can't fly in, obviously. So it's just an underground railroad to the United States. It's just, you just make a left on United States Boulevard, (laughs) and that's just going to get you right. (laughs) Like, that's just going to put you right over here with ease. What, like, this whole time I thought we were trying to stop illegal aliens (laughs) from Mexico. I didn't know he was talking about actual aliens. (laughs) Like, talking about uh, (laughs) blue tape is real strong stuff. I think it was something <laughs> talking about souped up cars that they have technology we won't believe. Industrial strength tape. Is Wakanda south of the border? And this nigga scared. <laughs> they, they got vibranium. <laughs> <laughs> they got vibranium. And they have this real bad dude, Killmonger. <laughs> Killmonger is the worst of the worst. Oh my God. Like, <laughs> like, 
is a Wakandan warship just pulling up across the border. I just don't understand, like, who can honestly watch that man? And be like, he's got it all together. Speak and then just be like, you know what? He is fucking right. He is on to something. Who is doing that? People think just because he's he can say whatever he wants that that makes him noble. Mm-mm. If you, I mean, there has there's to no, be there's some intelligence and there's logic. No difference between him and a village idiot just out on the street corner just yelling crazy shit. Can we get a little bit of critical thinking? <laughs> Why did that nigga go in such detail talking about rape and murder? Strategy. Can we get, you can't just be out here off your dome without any kind of uh basis <laughs> in any kind of reality come on virtual reality <laughs> none of it none of it that dude is gone bro he's terrible get him the fuck out why is he still here sadly <laughs> don't have to say this might not be the worst person in the republican party uh, well we know that but sheesh can we just be out here by ourselves for a minute like we need a break we date around a little bit before we make another we need a break sheesh um have you seen any of the steve king things uh uh Okay, Steve King is a uh, congressman out of Iowa Mm -hmm. and who has said just dog whistle racist shit for a long time. Oh, wait, I might have I might have seen one. I I saw you respond to something on Twitter. Yeah. Was that one of them? Um, yeah, because he was he was out here wilding like, um. Okay. Um, so Steve King is a congressman in Iowa. He has always he said a lot of crazy and like racist, racist shit, shit you can't just deny. So um, his latest in a long line of things, in a New York Times interview, King asked white nationalists, <coughs> white supremacists, Western civilization, how did that language become offensive? So he's just out here advocating for well, why is it offensive to be a white nationalist or right, white supremacist? Like basically, he's saying what what is everybody else's problem? And he also has said stuff in the past <clears> like <throat> we can't rebuild our civilization with other people's babies. What? Yeah. And then it was meaning this, like colored people. Yep. And then he also had this thing where. It's a far right group, and I think in, I think in like Poland or somewhere mm-hmm. in Europe, mm-hmm. and they were protesting against uh, immigration and stuff. And he was like, "If they were in America, they would be Republicans." It's like, bro, that's not a good look for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, and I'm sure it's it's good Republicans. Let me get that out the way. Like, it's people that ain't fucking with this shit either. But it's also people. That's been fucking with this shit for a while. And people have just been letting him cook. Like Ben Shapiro's bitch ass. Like he always defended Steve King when he was saying all this racist shit. But of course. But Ben Shapiro's bitch ass, once again, 
That might have been what you saw me respond to. Oh, was it? But anyway, yeah, Ben Shapiro just came out and just was like, it's, uh, there's these, you can't defend these words. This is clearly racist. Like, bro, believe black people when we tell you something. Thank you. Like, (laughs) believe black and brown people when they tell you something's racist. Like, did you read that article? Uh, About the little kid having the worst racism from a black kid? Mm Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I started to. Okay. So, um, this uh, lady wrote an article for the Federalist, which, if you don't know, the Federalist is a trash-ass fucking <laughs> online publication <laughs> that def- that tries to act like it's uh, in the middle, but it's clearly far uh, right-wing. And they have a lot of conservative talking points and things that try to uh, downplay like racism and stuff like that. So, um, I had a couple things pulled from it, but uh, this lady, she adopted two black children mm-hmm. from Africa mm-hmm. and she raised them in like Oregon, I want to say, or somewhere in the Northwest, but she raised them to not see color. And so she would, it's, I know, I know people think saying I don't see color is a, uh, a thing we should strive for, mm-hmm. but it's really not if it's coming to at the expense of my culture. It, uh, which it always right. is. So, um, let me see. So she talks about after she got the kids how she got the worst experiences from black people. (laughs) As she was chatting with a a pastor, a black woman suddenly lowered her voice, became somber, and inquired as to how I was immersing the girls in their culture. I truly wasn't sure what she meant, so I asked. She then began to sermonize about how important it was for me to get the girls' subscriptions to black magazines and to make sure and watch black movies and TV so they could see and relate to people of their color. Mm -hmm. She verbally assured me that as a white woman, I couldn't be expected to understand the black experience I needed to be sure and make appropriate and relevant material accessible so they could better assimilate with black culture. Mm -hmm. This is how you know that somebody's about to say a trash-ass fucking opinion. Here we go. (laughs) What what do you think she says? Like, what does uh, somebody reveal themselves to be a trash-ass person always say? I don't see color. Besides that? Um, I have black friends. Who's I their have, hero? I have uh, oh, Barack Obama. Oh, wait. Uh, Martin Luther King. As a staunch believer <laughs> in the dream of Martin Luther King, this pastor's ammunitions didn't sit well with me. In <sighs> fact, I knew for certain her guidance for rearing my children was, at best, perpendicular to his vision mlk advocated against bitterness and hatred in the black community (laughs) because his ultimate goal was that little black boys and girls will be able to join hands with little white boys and girls as sisters and brothers uh that was not mlk's goal is she trying to call this black woman bitter yep 
Martin Luther King's goal was to shame white America. Right. By showing how ugly racism was. If black people were bitter, it's because they had a fucking reason. And that his goal was not to bypass uh, discrimination from white people and focus on black people discriminating against other black people. That would be absurd. <laughs> like, black people weren't putting hoses on other uh, black, black people. people. <laughs> exactly. The fuck? We weren't lynching other black people. They out there trying to survive. So... So when I finally composed myself, I offered my thanks, but explained that our family didn't really see color. So we had no intention of raising any of our kids in our family to be anything other than Americans. Hence, we probably wouldn't be comfortable taking that type of suggestion. Yes, my daughters are from Africa and they communicate with their family there regularly. But once we adopted them and landed in America, they became Americans, not African-Americans, not black girls, but girls who grew up in a nation where they're afforded the opportunity to become anything they wanted to become. You don't understand your girls. Like, She's not trying to. The other thing is, this really reads into like a, a white savior dream. I was just going to say, this feels like a very like... Let me be the hero type person. Right. I'm going to be the one to give these girls the gateway into real freedom. And I'm going to be the one to. This like, It doesn't feel like it's about the girls at all. Right. It's all about her. And it's like, let me make a black person in my own image. Real God complex. Right. And so <laughs> this is the kicker. Today, my daughters are 21 and 16. And we have raised them both, raised them and our other three kids on this philosophy. Yeah, it somehow continues shocks me that any real racism they've encountered is from black contemporaries. Although the 21-year-old had some uh, difficult emotional struggles and returned to Africa to live with her brother to finish high school, she came back to Oklahoma after graduation, joined the National Guard, and has, become, has begun college with the intention of becoming a nurse. So your black daughter's experience was so messed up that she decided to return to to Africa where you thought you were saving her from. There are black people in Africa, boo. (laughs) (laughs) Like clearly that wasn't her issue. Her issue was the people she experienced here and it wasn't African Americans Mm. because you're living in a majority white part of the country. True. Like, man, that shit just makes me feel kind of weird, bro. Like, and the be- the messed up thing is, I know it's blended families all the time, but do you watch This Is Us? I can't believe we never asked. You never watched it? Mm-mm. I've seen like one and a half episodes. The best part about This Is Us is it's like because they adopt Randall, but they also show his parents making sure that Randall is part of the black community in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And so he has. Uh, black friends he has black men and women in his life that he experiences and goes through um he learns stuff from them and he goes to howard eventually they make sure that they ingratiate him in black society and let him know that he's black and that's a beautiful thing Mm -hmm. that is how you're supposed to do it because if you think that like, I've also heard a lot of white people being surprised when they have, like, 
black children and stuff, the level of racism that yeah. they never realized. Yeah. Kim Kardashian did that. Right. You have to be aware of that. You can't just act like, oh, it's going to be okay because when your black babies are out here, somebody may try to hurt them. And, and that's then, what our then parents... Then what you going to say? Then you're going to feel complicit as hell. Right. Into a, uh, about a lot of shit that you could have spoke up about. And you have to be... I don't have any children, but I've always assumed that you prepare your children for life when you're not there. How are you preparing your children for life? Because racism is a real thing. It's not just this made-up thing that we all... that white people make up it affects people it has real dynamics to it and also in that article she also shouted out Candace Owens and uh, Brexit I mean Blexit mm-hmm. you know what Blexit is mm-hmm. the exit from uh, <laughs> from the uh, black democratic plantation I wish somebody would tell me to get a fucking plantation I'll knock their fucking head off <laughs> Fuck that shit. Catch me outside, nigga. How about that? Fuck. Look, bro. You keep, like, and then the main people, this is how you know what that shit is really about. The main people that be retweeting that shit ain't black. Telling black people to get off a fucking plantation. It's true. What the fuck you think they talking about? This is true. (laughs) What? Just the duality in 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 this type of shit, like when you have these white people agreeing and retweeting, but then like, a, a black person who thinks that it's for the same reason that they're t- like right. <laughs> like I'll be saying, I didn't block a whole bunch of these cats, but that sheriff, uh, David Clark, dude, the the nigga that always we wearing the cowboy hats. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and I say nigga. I don't mean that in no good way. <laughs> this nigga, <laughs> but yeah, he always be doing that, going against the uh, the Black Lives Matter activists. Nigga, he probably became a cop just to kiss white ass. Mm. What else we gotta talk about? <laughs> I'm getting angry. <laughs> I want to talk about a pet peeve that I got. Okay. <laughs> um. So I'm tired of of. Friends not supporting their friends in their in their endeavors. And I say that because right now, like we're such millennial kids. We it's so easy for us to help somebody out, especially when it comes to helping people grow their business. A simple like share or retweet. Or like, are you shading our listeners? I'm not, no, <laughs> I'm not. I'm shading our non-listeners <laughs> who are our friends. Um, 
I just have this one particular friend who I will uh, call Steve, just to let y'all know he's a man. Sounds like a white man. But he <laughs> always he always asks like, "How's the podcast going?" And I'm just like, "It's on Google Play. It's on SoundCloud. It's on Spotify. It's on iTunes. Like, you can find that shit out for yourself." real easy i'll post the links everywhere like don't don't consider yourself my friend be asking me dumb questions about what's going on on the podcast like damn why you telling on yourself if you i just feel like i just expect like my friends of a certain rapport to at least listen to a couple of our episodes write their name down (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah like even if y'all don't feel like listening just hit play and 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 put it on mute or some shit like turn it off just help your friends out you trying to get fraudulent numbers out here no but yes (laughs) no kind of but i'm saying like i don't know i just feel like when i see my friends doing stuff like i i don't really feel that like i guess because i'm so used to being a weirdo and people not really listening to me it's always surprising to me that anybody listens to me. <laughs> so I'm always just like, yo, this shit's crazy. I mean, I get that, but I just, your close friends shouldn't be asking you no question like, how the podcast going? Just take some time out and listen to the most recent episode before yeah. you. I mean, it's not going to be for everybody, though. True. We'd be on some, uh, <laughs> we'd be on some militant shit. <laughs> just support your damn friends that's it but if i did have one request (laughs) please give us positive or negative uh reviews if we're fucking up on something please let us know reviews and ratings are very important now the consensus from everybody is that the audio has gotten 10 times better which always makes me feel amazing right so i know and thanks for everybody who told the truth about because he had them first about, about the first, 15 episodes the first 10, <laughs> 10 to 12 were just like hmm, sometimes i can hear myself sometimes i sound muffled and then it switched to where i couldn't hear myself for like three episodes yeah <laughs> and you were sounding majestic on the fucking <laughs> microphone it's like man fuck this shit we gotta figure this shit out <laughs> yeah it's funny because we thought we had it figured out yeah and then I don't, what was this turning? Then we got a Zoom. <laughs> yeah, and now we official. And now we know we got this shit figured Bro, out. Bro, this, I'm about to tell y'all the truth. On some real nigga shit. When I first started out, when we first were doing it, and this Quentin was giving me all the uh, help and stuff. He was like, what do y'all use, a Zoom? I was like, what the fuck is a Zoom? <laughs> um, I had no idea what the fuck a Zoom was. Speaking of friends supporting, though, um, I did have a friend last night send me a message and he was listening to one of our segments. Wait, one second. That I do kind of agree on is there is, there does seem to be kind of a, uh, a schism between uh, people of color and the community 
and white members of the LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. I am not a member of that community, so I won't <laughs> go to get to in detail with it. He screen recorded because that's all not this my experience. And put it but on Snap. I'm from the outside. I to black people in that community, and they've talked about how, um, like on Grinder, for instance. A lot of people have very uh, anti-black statements on Grinder, mm-hmm. saying that they don't like black people. If you're not white, spawn stuff like that. And um, just the co-opting of black LGBTQ culture by white people is another thing that they have talked about. But um, the black community one of our things that we have to deal with is the toxic masculinity and just hatred towards the LGBTQ community and specifically how it manifests in that community, in our community. Yeah. So he posted that and said that he wanted to, He definitely wanted to um, elaborate on that. He is a black member of the LGBTQIA community. Hit him up. See if you want to get on. Uh, So if you want to, we can call him. Okay. That's the only thing I hate, though, is when I put my phone on silent, you can't hear anything. When it's, it's hooked up to the. He normally responds to his snaps pretty quickly. So. <sighs> now, was he. He disagree or did. Like, because part of the reason I wanted to have Nick on was because. Nick disagreed. Yeah. And when he said why, I understood what he was saying. Um, I can't tell. He didn't really um, allude to any agreeance or disagreeance. And Nick Nick also said that he agreed on, I think he said 90% of it. It's just the Ellen thing. He felt like it wasn't her place. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to get Nick on to talk about that. But we are having technical difficulties. What happens? We'll have to figure this thing out. The call-in situation. Okay. Um. What can we talk about while we waiting on him? While we wait on the others. Um. Um. This this is gonna be all over the place. <laughs> um. Oh, I recorded a segment alone. Uh. That I didn't put on that ep- the episode, and it's a fifteen minute segment, and it's all about how Grandpa Joe on Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory is the most trash fictional character of all time. Mm. Have you ever watched the nineteen seventies Willy Wonka? I'm gonna have to review that. Okay, with uh Gene Wilder. Yeah, mm-hmm. because all right, let's think about this. Grandpa Joe has been sitting in this bed. For years. Mm-hmm. He can't work. 
they changing him. They okay. washing his ass and all this I other shit. I see where you're going. I see where you're going. And then as soon as Charlie look up on this chocolate factory. As soon as he came into some money. He's like, oh, we go get some money. He hopped on up. <laughs> if you ain't talking money, I don't want to talk. <laughs> that nigga got to start dancing. And also another part of the theory was that if Charlie Bucket's mama was Charlene Bucket. It ain't no way he would have got to go to the goddamn chocolate factory. No, this is true. This is definitely true. And also, and why is it that Willy Wonka was out here killing all them kids? I mean, do, are we really supposed to believe that Willy Wonka made this shit? Uh, <laughs> like everything went back to normal? Hmm. Violet was fucking expanding to an enormous size. There's no way she was going to be normal again. Veronica uh, fell down that uh, that goose thing. Augustus Gloop's fat ass went up in that uh, the chocolate, chocolate river <laughs> in that tunnel. You think his fat ass was going to fucking get out of that shit and be okay? So what is it about? Diabetes? <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. We got deep, deep on it. <laughs> Since we out here conspiracy theorizing. Um... I think the biggest theory is that those are the those are uh, some of the deadly sins: gluttony, greed, uh, vanity. Because Mike TV wants to be on TV oh, and yeah, then he shrinks. Right. Um, I can't think of it. And also, this is another reason why Grandpa Joe was trash as fuck. Like. When they got to the part where the fizzy lifting drinks, Grandpa Joe's just kicking that shit back. <laughs> he didn't know what the fuck he was drinking. You know that nigga Wado. He just wanted to be a part of the free shit. He got kids out here drinking, and it hasn't been alcohol because anytime I've ever got lifted like that, it was definitely because of alcohol. This is true. <laughs> hey we're doing it oh my gosh we got voices (laughs) hey nick what up kim how you doing you know i'm fine i'm a dad now so you know that's (laughs) going that way so you're tired listen I got a Labrador mix. Yo, he's he's cute, man. He is adorable. Right. Oh, look at look at this yeah. black dad camaraderie. Uh huh. Black fathers <laughs> in the building, bro. Black fathers matter. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that first night is crazy, wasn't it? Listen, I can't already. I can't. Like he's adorable, but it's like a full time job. Yeah, he has to get used to his environment, and you have to get used to him yeah. being there and. You know. Yeah, he's he's getting more used to using the puppy pad mm-hmm. as a as opposed to my carpet. So I'm, I'm happy for that because we was Jesus. having some issues Praise that first Jesus. night. We were arguing back and forth about who gonna pee on what. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it be like that sometimes. It do, it do, it do. Okay. At, at least you got him young. Like, cause I got, yeah. him, I got, I got uh, Cooper when he was two, so I had to break all kind of bad habits. You had oh to God! Him. Yeah, yeah. But um, black fathers matter. 
Absolutely. Getting the t-shirt made. <laughs> hey, that shit will make you a full-on dog lover, though. Oh, my God. Yes. Now, one thing I did want to ask you about, you said it's funny how uh, your neighbors don't realize you're black now that you have a dog. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Like, Bro. people that I've seen, like, I've been in my place for about a year now, and I see the same people all the time. But and now they, they never said that one word. They want to talk. They want to know my dog's name. They want to know how long I had them. They want to know if I'm a first-time dog. And I'm like, I've been here a year. Proof that people really be treating dogs better than they be treating black people. Honestly. Bro. Get a dog, and it breaks, breaks the um, the race line. It really does. Like, as soon as I got Cooper, like, my neighbors were all friendly to me then. Like, they weren't suspicious. Mm-hmm. Now, when I will, when I still walk him at night, sometimes people be looking over their shoulders until they realize, oh, he's the guy with the basset hound. Mm-hmm. See, <laughs> hey, get you a dog might save your life, bro. <laughs> okay. And then I got like one of the most friendliest breeds, so now everybody wants to pet him. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, 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 don't touch my dog. <laughs> oh, you that black father? <laughs> the, uh, when I went to go hand. pick him up. When I went to go pick him up, I was driving and it was raining, and this man cut me off, and I was like, "Not in the car with my son." I had my son. Just... <laughs> so I was like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm already in." <sighs> your legacy is in the car with you. You gotta protect your legacy. Okay. Would I be doing too much if I get a baby on board? Sticker on my car. Hey, be as extra hey, as you want, bro. People do it. Stranger things okay. have happened. So I'm getting one. <laughs> so we were talking about uh last week's episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just how uh um people within the community are are t- are taking it, I guess. And yeah. I know that she had said that uh you kind of disagreed a little bit on just with the Ellen part, everything else I was like, yep, here for it. <laughs> Only because Ellen is, like I said, Ellen. Ellen is a play, is an agreeable person. Mm-hmm. So I feel like she would never challenge anyone. I'm pretty sure if she interviewed Donald Trump, she would be like, "Hello, America. We just need to just agree to disagree and just give Donald Trump a chance." And nobody got time for that. He's doing damaging things to our culture, our community. Mm-hmm. Now, the Kevin Hart thing, it was I took it really personally, even though I I've, I've been blessed to have close friends and family members who didn't really ostracize me for me being me. Um, one thing that was triggering to me and which I never heard, like, like you said, he has never apologized. Right. But one thing that I, I am more concerned about is like, you said this about your own flesh and blood, like your child that you will beat your child if he showed gay, gay signs. And I'm like, that's the bigger issue. I don't need an apology. You don't need to apologize to me or my community at all. What you need to be doing is teaching your son or at least acknowledging. I said some really fucked up things about my child. Can I curse? Oh, yeah. Okay. Turn up, bro. <laughs> Can you? <laughs> so, I said some fucked up things about my child, my own flesh and blood. And for Ellen to sit there and go, mm-hmm, yeah, okay. Oh, America, we should we should really I'm like, no, Ellen, no, you need to really challenge this man to see what to let him know that what he said is damaging not only to the community, but his own family. Right. And I I think a lot of people don't realize the I guess because they're not specifically a member of that community. Like, yeah, like we talked about the divide between 
white gays and uh, people of color they're also in that community yeah um i think like after you said it i i completely agree and she she maybe she wasn't the one to give kevin hart that blessing exactly very true and we can't treat her like she's like the, the savior of, of yeah of everybody like the uh that white savior complex is a, is a motherfucker hey, and hello <laughs> and ellen and like I, I appreciate ellen everything that she has done for the lgbt community True. but she is at a place of power to where she really represents one form of the community she doesn't represent all forms so i would really love to see like the guy George um, that you posted and you you played last week, his snippet on Twitter. Yeah, George. Like, I would have loved. Yes, I would have loved Ellen to be like, "Hey, George, come to my show and let's have a conversation with Kevin together." Because George right. would get in that. Oh yeah, you know, <laughs> he don't hold back at all. Nothing. And I I, I did watch some of what um, the conversations that he and Don Lemon had, and Don Lemon. Um, well, he just got back invited to the cookout, so I'm still <laughs> I'm still watching him when he fixes his plate. But you know, he's still here. But I like I like how he did challenge Kevin Hart. But like I said, like I would really appreciate a, Kel- a Kevin work closely closely with members of the LGBT community to really become an ally, as opposed to saying I'm sorry what I said offended some people, which you need to be apologizing because you said I'm sorry what I said about my own flesh and blood. But that's I digress. But I would rather see him employ, work with, um, mentor people who are in the LGBTQ plus community, especially people of color, because, you know, that really was damaging to the black youth of the LGBT community, the communities he said, because, like I said, I'm fortunate enough to not have that that story of ostracization, but um, there's a lot of people who are going through that daily as minors, as teens, as adults who just don't feel comfortable with their family or friends. Right. And, and it was another thing that I forgot to mention last week as far as with the Kevin Hart thing. <clears throat> you know he was supposed to be in uh, Tropic Thunder. Oh. As uh, Al Pacino. Kevin Hart was? Yes. Oh, okay. But he didn't want to take the, he didn't want to take the role because it was a gay man. What's his face? Brandon... Brandon T. Jackson. Yeah. That, okay. They said that was wow. part of the reason why he didn't want to be in that role. Well, see, he's that's just um, homophobia definition one on one. Like, mm-hmm. right. he's homophobic. So I would, I would, I would respect Kevin Hart if he just came out, came out and was like, well, not come out the closet, but like just came out and said, like, <laughs> I am homophobic. I don't fuck with gay people. I'll be like, I respect you so much more if you just said that so I can just know where you stand so I can know not to support you. Right. Like, when people tell you who they are, believe them. Yep. Exactly. Absolutely. Oh, you did um, mention about the whole divide between white and um, people of color, or I specifically say black people because people of color includes Asian and Latinos, and that's a whole nother story. That is very true. That is very Listen, true. It really is. But it's it kind of mirrors the same um, storyline of black and white in America, our relationship. It's just the same thing where we weren't invited to certain events or certain social settings, so we had to create our own. So we did have to create our own black pride. We did have to create our own clubs. We have to create our own 
police with sirens in the background. We just have to, <laughs> <laughs> to create our own, and and then there's a there's there's not a lot of communication between the two. So when we try to come to our 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 white brothers and sisters, or trans people, or you know whatever genders, fun thing to talk about. But when we do come to them, they like to silence us, basically like all gay lives matter when it was like no we're talking about black gay lives right now can can we have a conversation about that without you chiming in putting your one cent in and trying to make a point right um it was something else i was gonna ask you i I just forgot it um about his his video about talking about being non-binary yeah could you also explain that yeah. Oh, give us yes. give us your uh, identifiers. So I am I identify myself as a cis male. Um, I and that means, of course, that I recognize that I was born a male, and um, I go by he, him, and um, other pronouns that I de- identify as male. Okay. But as far as right there, what explain explain cis? Is that a an acronym? Or is it, it is, an is it a, an abbreviation? It's a, a ooh. You asking all the right questions that my Google is not available for. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've been trying to figure it out exactly. <laughs> yes, it, I actually looked it up before, and it it does mean something. Like cis actually breaks down it by meaning, but I can't remember what it, it it actually means off the top of my head. Other than you just identifying with what you were born with as okay. your. Um, your gender well not gender but basically um, you recognize your assigned gender yes okay yes okay so my by me um declaring myself to be non-binary that that comes to the whole masculinity versus femininity so I, i do identify as a cis male which means i recognize that i was born a male and i prefer people to use the pronouns that identify me as male but as far as calling me masculine, I, I don't subscribe to that um, because I, I don't feel like I'm like the standard definition of what masculine is in America, which if you everybody's been paying attention, that definition has been changing because people are becoming more aware that more aware of what toxic masculinity is and how damaging it is to a society. But. I do identify as non-binary because if you throw some Beyonce on, I will show out. And then <laughs> this the is next true. song could be Gucci Man, and I will I will still show out. Like I I can I can go back and forth. I can be either or. Sometimes I can be neither. Um, I appreciate you both. You guys have known me for years, and um, I think y'all agree that I am an, a unique type of personality. Mm-hmm. So you just never really know what to categorize me as. So I I decided to make myself um, aware that I am non-binary in, a, in respect to saying like, hey, I don't have to be anything what you want me to be. I can just simply exist as me being myself. Okay. I have another, another perplexing question. Um, What's up? In... On this, on this topic specifically with the non-binaryism Does that apply to sexuality so much as it applies to identity? Like, so does does so does being non-binary also mean that your gender 
not just gender fluid, but but sexually fluid. Uh, yes, that's a really good question. Um, gender and sexuality are two different things, right? So I, I never and you don't have to out. answer anything if you feel com- if you feel uncomfortable. Just let me, let me know. Twenty nineteen. You... <laughs> okay, just, I just don't want you to feel pressured. <laughs> Listen, ask me anything and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you anything. But yeah, gender and sexuality are different. Um, I never came out uh, as far as what my sexuality is because I, I, agree, I am on the spectrum of fluidity, mm-hmm. um, kind of like Frank Ocean. Mm-hmm. A lot of people say that Frank Ocean came out as gay and Frank Ocean has never come out as gay. Frank Ocean right. came out and, and came out and said, I was in love with a man before. Mm-hmm. And right. That's, that's all I need y'all to know at this time. He right. never said, I like them. Right. So I, I'm on the spectrum of fluidity when it comes to sexuality because there are some women in my life that I'd be like, y'all hit it. Or there's some women in my life where I could be like, I could see myself being in a very short-term relationship with this woman. Um, <laughs> my nigga. My so nigga. <laughs> I, I've, been in, I've been in two relationships in my life. One was with a woman. And that lasted about three months. And my other relationship was with a man. And that lasted, we can just skip that. Um, <laughs> Bro, yo, but, at the reunion, when I asked you about that shit, and that shit went way. <laughs> I was like, oh, 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 my bad. bad. I was like, ooh, it too was soon, like, too It soon, was like the soon. number one question. When are you getting married? And I was like, actually. <laughs> <laughs> he died. He, he died, actually. So. Today is actually his funeral. I decided to come to the reunion. Bro, you you just almost like I I was so shocked when you just said that shit. And then I wish Kim was you like, just no. saw his face. Like, oh. He was like, oh. yeah, whatever. Yeah, fuck him. But also, I hope he lives a great life. But also, fuck him. Uh, <laughs> but but um, no, no. Like when it comes to sexuality, it it definitely is different from gender identity because you can identify as non-binary and be a straight woman you can identify as non-binary and be a, a straight male um like are you familiar with kalani and her um i hate to say this baby father yeah 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 that and i think their story is really progressive and interesting how they both identify well i know for her her baby father he identifies as bisexual or non-binary mm-hmm. and, and she's like you know sexually fluid sexually fluid and they have a whole baby on the way a whole baby that's about to be beautiful i can't wait to see pictures and if they don't show us it's none of our business but i know it's gonna be a beautiful baby but i know that confused a lot of people when it first came out because people were so many people people yeah. and i, I kind of like i didn't really speak on it because i i really i'm not really a kalani fan so i don't really know much about her really yeah so i was just more so just looking at the discussions and how toxic that shit went. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a lot, and I had to like unplug myself from that. But also, I had to be like, you know what? I need to learn some new things because even though I'm I'm in the community, there's a lot of things that I just do not know. And if I try to hide from it, I'm I'm still a part of the problem. Right. So I had to I had to log back in and, and look at it and see the conversations that people were having about it for educational purposes. And I learned a lot. I learned a lot. I learned that you can really stick your penis in anything that you like and it'd be <laughs> fine for that moment. <laughs> getting real. Hey, 
Um, Let me know if I go too far because I, I will go there. <laughs> yo, I mean, no. no. We're a f- Man. adult. Yo, this thing has gotten crazy. <laughs> this is, no, this is this is what we need. This no, I'm saying like the show has been crazy. We had Akeem on like three times. Oh, and, yeah. Oh, Listen, my God. Akeem is hilarious. It's funny because like I really didn't have that many um, um, conversations with Akeem, but like at the reunion, we chopped it up for like five minutes, and I think that was the longest we ever spoke. And Akeem that man is, is a hilarious. good conversationalist. Honestly. He really is. He carries on He's a conversation cool. well, and he can carry on a conversation with almost anybody. Right. Um, and I appreciate that. What was I going to say? Okay, so I was also going to I look at, I just have all these goddamn questions. Uh, <laughs> My right. nosy ass. I was also going to ask, when did you fully, when, do you think that you realized that you were non-binary before you made the video? Like, not it wasn't just a recent thing like you know how people ask like so when did you know yeah. you were gay like when did you yeah. know or when did you decide to fully accept i guess that yeah you were... it, it was it was the day i made the video oh, okay. it was it, it was, was like that a morning revelation moment it, it, it literally was a i had like boom light bulb like damn i really am non-binary because because you know you listen to people and how they they speak about you and you listen to them um um I'll I'll go a little bit deeper I remember when my mom was still alive she used to tell me that I was special and don't let anyone tell you that you're not special you're unique and in that she'll be like you have some feminine qualities about you and you are beautiful and I was like as a kid I was like mm, okay mom I'm totally a boy and I like girls and and boys shouldn't like boys and all that all those conversations that you tell yourself and then I grew up and I was like I kind of like boys but i also like girls mm. so um i met i literally remember the moment that you came out to me <laughs> yeah i remember we were on our way to rose's yes um, probate, her probate right? <laughs> happy founders day aka <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um yeah i i it was that morning i made the video and i met a friend um who goes by the gender pronouns they them Mm -hmm. and um i i have to use she and i hate to do that but she her name is chloe and she was having the conversation with me about um what her gender identity is and how you know they want to be preferred as they them Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i i listened to chloe and i was just like hmm i really don't understand how you can go by they, them, and your name is Chloe. But, you know, that's none of my business. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you don't want to go by, like, Chloe, CJ. And I was like, no, I, I'm, I'm Chloe, and I go by they, them. And Chloe is, like, this Christian rapper. Um, flows like Eminem. And Chloe's a, a white woman, uh, or, sorry, a white person. Um, and it was just really interesting how four years ago, Chloe told me that, and it didn't, it didn't make me look at myself or evaluate how I see myself because when you watch Chloe and Chloe would talk about things that I hate to keep saying Chloe, but it really weird to start, start saying they, them Chloe would start talking about what they like and it'll be like, Oh, I like puppies and I like the color yellow and Chloe would um, express herself feminine. And then another topic we'll be talking about food or we'll be talking about a girl that chloe likes and sh- chloe would be like yeah that, that bitch is fine i'll be like whoa <laughs> what are you doing yeah <laughs> right like you you talk just like i do why can't i identify it like you do and 
years later, I decided to look up the definition of what non-binary was, and it still didn't sit with me until I had that moment in the video, that morning of the video, and I was like, yo, I, I'm non-binary. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it just make you feel more like comfortable in life and more confident when you are like absolutely self-realized like that like when you finally are like this is who i am it feels so good i feel so liberated i feel i feel like i'm a happier person i feel like i'm happy on purpose now as Mm -hmm. opposed to being like oh let's just be happy today Mm -hmm. like i wake up and be like "Hmm, i'm happy today like for real yeah that's that is a beautiful thing that's the most important thing i think Yes. I think that's what honestly like the point of these identifiers really are is for people to really like understand who they are and be comfortable in explaining it to other people so that they don't have to carry around these burdens of trying to hide or trying to put on a facade or trying to right so yeah and, that's what's up and in that same breath um, one person wrote me on Facebook and was like, why don't you just identify as human? And I'm like, well, that's that's an erasure of everything that I've been through through my life for me just to say, I'm just human and, and respect a, that's me as a, a human. human. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. I mean, like, that's like, duh. Like, come on now. <laughs> that come doesn't, now. So that doesn't like, help us I, elaborate well, on labels. What? Labels can be dangerous. Yeah. Only if you allow other people <clears throat> to label you. But if you stand firm in your own labels that you put on yourself, that's that's the most beautiful thing. Nick, why can't you just come out as a mammal? <laughs> you know what? I thought about it because I put on a fur jacket and I looked in the, in the mirror and I was like, bitch, I'm a cow. <laughs> Rawr, bitch. <laughs> oh my God, I hate y'all. <laughs> Yo, thank you so much, man. Yes, absolutely. Thank y'all for having the conversation and enlightening people, especially coming from Alabama. Yo, we don't talk like this in Alabama for real. Yes. Or if we do, we do it's in but small don't nobody circles. know about it. Yeah. Exactly. We do this behind closed doors. <laughs> yeah. And they've been like, yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I just love everything that you guys are doing. Keep it up. I listen all the time and I just appreciate y'all black asses. Hey, we Thank appreciate you. your black ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk to you later, man. All right. Y'all Bye, peace Nick. out. Thank you. Bye. We did it. Yay. So thank you guys for tuning in today to Suburban Pod. If you would like to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at Kirby Brown Girl. And you can find me at a kid named Juice. Some of our music today was provided by our good friend, Corey Battle. You can follow him on SoundCloud at DJC Battle. New episodes available every Thursday.